Welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, I would like to welcome my guest of the evening. He's a talented, talented comedian. Uh, give a warm welcome to Victor Mendoza. Welcome to the show, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I love this background you have. Ah, uh, thanks, man. That's the that's, that's the, the logo, brand. huh? Yeah, it's the brand. Yes, sir. Yeah. See, I'm too much of a nerd. I don't want people to not notice that I don't have a Boba Fett hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got paintings up here that aren't on camera that I did. I have a painting of Rambo that I did a while back, and uh, ADHD is a thing, man. <laughs> you, I did that's these dope. two two really badass paintings one day, and then just stopped right after that. That's how it works. Yeah. So yeah. you so so you you draw as well. Well, I You're did. An artist, or... No, I don't consider myself one. I just, uh, you know, you get hyperfixations, which is kind of like what happens. You know what I mean? You kind of get into it. And when I want to get into something, I want to know how to do it really well. Now, and uh, and then just it, that was it. After like two, I was bored of it and then moved on. <laughs> you got out it of happens. your system. It happens. But yeah, man, um, you know, uh, some of the things I do. Um, you know, I do stand up comedy. I'm based out of San Antonio, Texas. Nice. Uh, if you got anybody wants to, you know, find out where I'm at or what's going on, you can find me at, at Vic Mendoza Comedy. That's on mostly all around the board. That's Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and uh, Instagram for sure. Um, you know, I am also a content creator. I do a lot of, uh, I'll share my stand up, of course, but. I'm also working on a lot of these ADHD awareness videos that are going to be kind of funny. Got it. So um, there are symptoms about ADHD that some people that even have it and that are diagnosed don't even realize that is a symptom. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting to me because uh, you know talking to somebody like yourselves, like you know uh, you know you can be an entrepreneur, you're a podcaster, you got so much going on, and you get into it. There's a good chance you have it because you're following your passion so deeply. Oh no, I'm def- I, I I'm definitely I definitely have it. <laughs> you diagnosed. Good for you, man. Good. Uh, and uh, I guess the long term goal for that is I want to kind of bring awareness, not just to the people that have been diagnosed late. You know, it's more about uh, this affected me as a child. And um, if you're a parent and you're suspecting your child to have it, uh, go get them checked. Uh, That's kind of the long-term goal, just because of how much it affected me. I'm sure you could relate. You know, I don't know how old you were when you got diagnosed. Well, I I definitely didn't get diagnosed, but I, I know I have it. But my son, he's uh, he got diagnosed with uh, autism and some uh, a- ADHD. Yeah. yeah. So um, I I definitely uh, I do understand. That. I think we all have it. Yeah. A little bit here well, and there. Some there's... more, you know, extensive than others. Yeah. But uh, it's definitely real. Yeah. I kind of look at it as like uh, not everybody has anxiety. Like mm-hmm. not everybody is, um, you know, has clinical anxiety, but sometimes we're anxious. Yes. It's kind of the same thing. We're like, not everybody has ADHD, but sometimes we'll kind of do some ADHD mm-hmm. things every now and then. And a lot of the videos I share, they're like, I don't have it, but I do that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you know, like when you uh, walk through the door, you know, when you like just kind of like go into another room and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, why am I here? Yeah, you kind of forget and zone out. You forget, yeah. And that happens more often to someone like me. Um, It's called the uh, it's called the threshold effect or the doorway effect. And it's basically mm-hmm. what it was is that your environment around you changed so suddenly and it reset your brain. You're like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I get it. And then you go back to your room. You're like, ah, oh, I needed my wallet. And you come back out and you're like, well, what was it again? Like it happens to you twice sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. What, um, so what inspired you to start uh, doing comedy? Um, you know, I would love to just kind of give you the the cliche answer, like, oh, I was the funny guy. Or was it because you're diagnosed that it goes hand in hand and helps? No, nah, I think it I think it does go hand in hand. I, I won't say that it doesn't, but I don't that wasn't why. Because I started doing comedy before my diagnosis. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got diagnosed at 31. Oh, okay. So yeah. five years. Yeah, roughly. And you know, I think it, like I said, it goes hand in hand because of that. But um, what inspired me to do comedy was, you know, uh, being 16 and I always used to watch those comedy specials, those 30 minute ones on Comedy Central mm-hmm. all the time. And those were great, you know, um, but I was never always expressively funny. I was always kind of more like, I don't say much, but when I do, like, okay, I, he got me on that. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't... So, and sometimes that would be kind of considered an a-hole for what some of the like things... Like, sarcastic. Incredibly sarcastic. Um, I just... I think I just had to do it. So, I started out comedy by doing podcasts, actually. Oh, nice. I, I had a podcast a while back called The Morning After Pill Show. And <laughs> That's a great Exactly. Name. Exactly. And uh, if you look it up, there's still episodes there. It's uh, me and a friend of mine. We had great chemistry. Um, you know, uh, one day we'll bring an episode back here and there. You know what I mean? But it's not as often. But I really enjoyed two aspects. One, I was making people laugh. You know what I mean? Like it, the the podcast was so funny to them um, that people would tell me that it would get them through their day. Like, oh, I was having kind of a depressing, depressing day at work and I put on your podcast and damn it, that was funny. You know what I mean? Like, and that yeah, yeah. that felt good. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to do comedy, like doing some of your like stand up on a podcast. I kind of just realized recently, but uh, it's it is better to have comedic back and forth conversation too. So you know, when I went to go try out and do stand up at the open mics, uh, I sucked. <laughs> I was so bad and. Every comic bombs. Don't get me wrong. You've seen it before. I don't know how often you go to comedy shows, but every oh, now and then, you, yeah, yeah, you go to one and you're like that. That that was uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> like it made people feel weird sometimes. And it's just, uh, you know, that's how bad I was doing. And then, like the first type of material, like every new, a lot of new comics do this, where they kind of like they want to do something more uh, dirty. They want to go hard and rough in the paint and. That's how I started, and it wasn't going well. And then eventually I started to study the comedy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I I learned about the writing technique, and I learned some here and there. You know what I mean? I even took, like, a late-night online class one time from some guy. Yeah, so I took some writing courses. I I mean, I'm grateful for that. Uh, Now I still just... You know, I'll kind of every now and then just kind of rewatch some of the video because it was a Zoom class like this. And I will also like uh, go to some YouTube channels that I that I really follow uh, as far as like good writers. And, and there's a lot of like channels out there that are very informative in that kind of um, You know, meeting me, some people are like, he's not very funny. Like, he's cool. He's not funny, though. He doesn't say anything. Like, I'm quick witted. 
mm-hmm. but people will be surprised by it. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I remember my mom. My mom did two things. You know, she she cried when she found out because she remembered me being a kid. Like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And then two, um, I would have like some family members come up to her, and she'd be like, "I don't understand. He's not. He's not been very funny. You know, he's always been kind of a quiet kid." And she, her answer, this is such a mom thing. She goes. Mm. Yeah, he's been watching all of you dumbasses for so many years. He has so much to say, and trust me. Boom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. It works. And yeah, I am a quiet person. I'm kind of a hermit sometimes, man. I am, but I'm I'm a watcher. I'm a very analytical person. I uh, didn't realize how analytical I am when until like I meet someone else, and I'm like, did you notice this and that? And they're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it works. So uh, on stage, I'm very quick when somebody wants to react to me and I'm very, you know what I mean? So it started, I started building up yeah. this reputation of being like quick on, on, on the crowd work and then, you know, started writing more and uh, I fell in love, man. It's the one thing I don't want to stop doing, you know? I I love that it's making people happy. I love that people are laughing. And one of my favorite things is I'm turning material about myself that I used to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? Like I used to be ashamed of my body hair or, or being chubby, can't lose weight. And then I make jokes about it and it's making people happy. It's an empowering. It's a very like, you know what I mean? Like who cares that I'm fat and hairy? No one cares, but what they care about is the an everyday situation dealing with that. You know what I mean? Like how, yeah. you know, you, you get embarrassed, like taking your shirt off as a kid. I'm in eighth grade with full like this. This was already happening in middle school. Like, no, I wasn't for that. <laughs> uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Accept it. Move forward. Do something with it. And that's what I did. And uh, I, I I try to tell people that, like, even everyday life, like embrace your, your failures, embrace all that. What you consider that something that you're ashamed of because. That's, that's definite personal growth and empowerment. Yeah, 100%. You know? I feel that 100%. Uh, it's very true, very true. Yeah. How long How long now have you been doing this? I am creeping up on my fifth year uh, in okay. December. Okay. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, I, you, I mean, if you want to consider, like, the first year of just doing open mics, some people do, some people don't. You know what I mean? Um, I did because I learned, you know, I took the steps on that. And um, I remember when I first started getting a paid gig, it was the day before our city shut down because of the pandemic in San Antonio. I was like, yeah, I did a show, man. This is awesome. I can't wait to keep it going. You're not doing anything for two years. Wow. Yeah, basically. (laughs) So, you know, that time, though, I took it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I, I things I didn't really do. Then made some moves, but I came back at an early time during it. So, a, a good establishment when the world reset around here. I think that helped me out a lot too. How how long? Like, what about you, for you? Me? Well, with the with yeah, the podcast? like uh, no, well, not just the podcast, but uh, how how did the, uh, the the did you start podcasting? Were you podcasting during the pandemic times? Uh, I started on like I re- I released my first episode on January fourth of okay I want to say twenty twenty one or twenty twenty well it's and... I'm going on I'm going on two years now next January nice but it's something you know it's something that I um I always wanted to do it just you know 
didn't know how to start. Yeah. And, and then I would see, you know, people that I admire that are successful at it, you know, because you always, you always look at the people who are successful to see how they do it. That's what inspires you. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, right. and, 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 you know, right. come to terms, I, I'm not made of money. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have fuck you money. No, so I, no. I, I, you know, I had to figure it out. <laughs> right? I had to figure it out. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Same. And I just did it. I, 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 I recorded, pre-recorded like, I want to say eight to 10 episodes. And I said, yeah. you know, I said, fuck it. I, I started releasing once a week and yeah. once a week, once a week. And just, I, 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 I focused on building content and consistency. Yeah. Rather than, you know, because a lot of people focus on, you know, follow, hashtag, uh, subscribe, but they have no continuity. Of, they, they have nothing. So I, for the last two years, going on two years, that's what I've been focused on. And, build, and building a, um, yeah. a, uh, you know, general episodes of, of distinct with, you know, distinct individuals that come on and tell their stories. And uh, I just, you know, I, yeah. I, uh, I, I one, I just wanted to talk to people, have an organic conversation about life, see what they're doing, and hopefully uh, create yeah. a platform where they they can, you know, get noticed. Let it, let it out, let it out. I'm real big on that. Uh, you know, one of the things I don't necessarily teach comedy. Trust me, I don't deserve a place in teaching comedy. But I do for some reason. People come up to me and go, hey, you know, what do you think I should do for my set tonight? Or what should I do about this joke? You know, and people will ask, you know what I mean? That's an honorable thing. You know what I mean? Like, I I get, I still get weirded out by it because I still consider myself a new comic in the scene sometimes. I'm making big moves and all that stuff, but I haven't learned everything. I, I, I don't have my full final character. You know what I mean? I'm not in final form up there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people, don't rush to that you know like we get inspired by someone that's not the next step at all yeah it's not like i'm doing open mic and then here i am doing a netflix special i should probably go overdose on drugs now like (laughs) it's you know there's an entire process in between that we all forget about sometimes and it's like you know growing um growing the crowd and you know go do go do podcasts Mm -hmm. or go you know go introduce yourself your material when you're on stage like you know, I could go up there and tell some jokes. Yeah, they might be funny. Don't get me wrong. But I guarantee they hit better. And your your content is so much sharper when they just know something about you. They didn't they're not going to tell you that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Nobody will ever say your audience will never say, hey, like we want to know everything about you. They won't say that. But it works. It helps. And I've always loved that idea. So I I make it to a point to write more about myself. So if when I go up on stage, I don't expect everybody to know me. You know, I, I I expect to have a good time and I get up there and I make a connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll tell them something about me. I'll tell them something about my family, work, all that stuff. And next thing you know, I'm telling my story and having these experiences come out. And, you know, if my set's, you know, 20 minutes, I'm done. Yeah. But if I have more time, you're not going to care about what opinions I had about, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Rock getting slapped in the face. <laughs> you're not going to care. You know what I mean? Like. You're not going to care about certain things. You're not going to care about how I feel about Kanye. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, no. You know what I mean? Like, it's all things that happened. And, you know, 
it's all things that are, you want to work towards to like, we, you know, we all know the famous comedians like your Bill Burr and your Dave Chappelle, like all of them, incredible comedians. Don't get me wrong, but we know them as who they are. We know their types of opinions. They earn mm-hmm. that. That's what that is. That's exactly mm-hmm. what that is. It's not just, Oh, I'm famous. It's people know who you are. You know what I mean? I think that's the bigger impact. People can know who you are just through, just through the podcast, just through what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think, that, you know, one of the keys is it's being relatable. If yeah. if, you're, if your audience yeah, and, can be relatable to you, you know, not necessarily mean that, you know, some audience are, you know, very vocal and what they think or, or what they want to say, but just, you know, they that you share the same thought process and you yeah, don't make them feel alone, yeah. right? And that's what's important. Yeah, you want to be able yeah. to, to connect with each uh, of your fan base and, and, it's, I think, the as you like you. I, I remember the grandmaster himself, gentleman uh, called Seiku. Right, uh, the best advice he ever gave me was, "You got to go and make a mess." Yeah, you can't that's for sure. You you can't worry about who's thinking or not, or w- what is perfection or not. You just got to go and make a mess, and you'll figure uh, it out. Uh, you know, and these people uh, like, like you said, like Dave Chappelle with Bird. These people are you admire them, but you don't want to become like that. You want you want to form and create your own shell, become you know Victor Mendoza, right? Right. You want that's wow. who you want to be. You just help. Right. What makes them best? You add it onto your arsenal and evolve yourself. Yeah, I, the relatable thing, the yeah. relatable thing, uh, and making a mess. I can already, I already got good stories for you. So uh, I'll go with the relatable. We'll go with the positive one. <laughs> uh. Relatable, uh, like just for example, I make videos for for ADHD awareness. One of them I made was about the intrusive thoughts, like especially like when you're driving. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. Like you just be driving, and all of a sudden you go, "What happens if I just slam into this car right now?" <laughs> and it's just a quick thought. It's a quick. You don't you don't want to do it, but it's like, man, like so many things would happen right now, like. You know, like you just want to get away with it. That's known as an intrusive thought. And that's that's how I it's kind of how I inform people. Like if you've had these thoughts before, no, you don't have ADHD. No, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Right. But that is is considered one of the symptoms for us to do it more often. <laughs> like, you know, you could be, you know, on a rooftop bar and you're having a good time. And you're like, what if I just kind of like do this with the table and make 50 people? No, no, don't say that. <laughs> and um yeah, that's that's I did I did a video like that while you're driving and so many people responded with like I thought I was insane. I thought I was crazy. Like you do that and I was like, yeah, all the time. Like I'm thinking about doing it now. Like it, it's just kind of fun to see like people responding to me that way and and thinking that like letting them know like no, you're not a serial killer. Like <laughs> it's just, you know. <laughs> Oh, you're shit. okay i i get it like you know sometimes you know somebody wants to make you mad you want to punch them in the face and you don't do it technically that's an intrusive thoughts <laughs> you know and, and it's like it's it's feel better about it but don't do it you know what i mean like don't and then uh making a mess i uh when i first started out and i had my one of my first big shows that i was put on it was in front of a hundred people, right? I got so nervous, Dio. I uh, rewrote my entire set, 
it was like eight minutes worth of material that I had to do. And I rewrote it. I got, I didn't, I didn't look what I had. I was like, no, I don't like, I don't do it. I, I did this long bit about uh, the entire United States having herpes. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. No bueno. No, no bueno. Yeah, no, it didn't go well. Yeah, I went with facts. You know what I mean? I went with like, I was reading off charts pretty much. And I was like that. No, it, it was funny to some people. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't going to get more from that. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody cared about that opinion. And definitely learned a lot that day. So that was the mess that I made. And it held me back. People didn't want to book me again. People, man, people were like, yeah, just don't, don't do that again. And Maybe we'll see. You know what I mean? Like nobody wanted to put me back on their stage again. And that makes sense. I, I don't blame them. But I also had to work at getting back up and getting made up again. And, and you know, there's been some struggles there. Yeah. I find that crazy because there's, there's worse people saying even more fucked up shit and they still get on yeah. the stage. They don't have the, the as much of uh, difficulties. So like I find that shit ironic, but, you know, you live and you learn, you know? Yeah. Again, like if they, if more people knew who I was, maybe they wanted to hear that kind of, you know what I mean? Then I would have had a following of people that would have been like, do you know how I feel about America's herpes? But that wasn't the case. I, you know, they don't know who Victor Mendoza is. You know what I mean? If you Google my name, it takes you to a jazz singer right now. Like I have, I need to get past that guy first. And then I can start thinking about getting past more comedians. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like I said. That's the that's the struggle we all go through, right? But it's it's yeah. it's the it's the most important part of of you know one's growth. And when you finally get right. there, there's not there's not gonna be you're not gonna go back to that, right? So you gotta no. like it, that struggle. You gotta learn how to appreciate it and live it. That's what that's what keeps yeah. you and it makes you. So much stronger. It makes you so mm-hmm. much stronger. Sometimes I'll see people doing material of these types of that type of conversation. Again, it, it's funny. You know what I mean? I'm glad you have that thought, and I'm glad you can write that joke. Well, um, you're 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 you're, you're uh, in uh, Texas, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do, do you like so? Like, I mean, Texas uh, names can be very defensive on certain topics. So you know, you you you, you tried. Uh, <laughs> So um, I'm in San Antonio uh, again. Uh, these topics that I was doing again, like, you know, no, well, they don't work for you. Stop doing that. Start working your way on getting people to know you. And that was like the goal. And um, I focused on that process. That's going to be a key word, right? Mm-hmm. So like uh, content creators and people that want to write a book or people that want to not necessarily like most books, but in, in, in order for a, a story to go well, you want to get to know who the uh, protagonist is, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, that makes sense. So like, you know, getting to know people throughout your story is kind of how you just do that. Everybody has something to share. Everybody has something that they go through. It's it's just, you know, finding a way to get it out there. You know what I mean? And finding a way to, like, make it fun while you do it. Um, you could be on a cooking show or you could be, uh, you know, you, you just do a show where you, like, take care of dogs. Or you could, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has their, like, passion. There's a niche for everything. You know what I mean? Like, they sell hoodies 
for chihuahuas. You know what I mean? Like if they've already made that already in the nineties, we've had a lot of time to like to discover ourselves and to get discovered. Um, I'm. I, how could that be possible if you haven't found yourself? And uh, you can write that down. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's just a. Uh, I don't know. I'm ranting at this point. I'm, I'm going on. I've been in a, I've been in a very passionate mood today. <laughs> I, uh, so. I did a, it's uh, good though. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I, 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 it's cause I saw my psychiatrist today. So <laughs> I, uh, I well, we all been there and it's not abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. Uh, that was great. And it was a, it was a, it was a real grateful conversation too. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, I really appreciate everything you've done. You know, before I got diagnosed, I was, man, I, I don't know how familiar you are with any of the symptoms, but I'll go over some key ones and we'll see if you relate. You're, let's do a checklist. Let's diagnose you right now. I can't do that. Um, but uh, there is executive dysfunction. Uh, basically, if you ever feel like you've kind of been frozen and you don't like paralyzed in a sense to where you don't want to be able to do anything, like you can't go wash the dishes, you can't go pick up shit. You can't, uh, you know, get up and go to work on time. And then on top of that, you feel lazy, but you can't sleep. That's mm. uh, a form of executive dysfunction. I think that's one of the biggest downfalls of ADHD is that doesn't get talked about because it is when we make all of our biggest mistakes in our lives. I mean, I was with a woman that was a nightmare for seven years because of just ADHD alone. Like I didn't know how to get away from it. Because I was afraid of these like certain separations because of how unemotionally or emotionally unbalanced you are as well. And yeah. so but like being being on top of that, uh, I see it saved my life. I'm not going to. It's it's incredible now because I know that I have this issue. So now I base things off of how badly my brain can go sometimes. So when I want to write. I have created a like a flow, like a streaming flow of my uh, writing system. Basically, I wanted to be able to do that with everything I do, you know, editing uh, any like editing software. Like, I, you know, I, I have videos that I edit. I mm -hmm. created myself a fast way to do that. And now it's like my goal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get this first and then I'm going to start making a bunch of videos. So it makes me want to do it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the house, you know what I do uh, to cook because I just made some chicken. I use uh, spray bottles instead of like uh, putting oil out and stuff mm -hmm. like that because I'm afraid of like I don't want to clean up this mess. I don't want to do this and that, and it's just not it's not inciting to me. So I put coconut oil in a little like spray bottle, like the ones you see you at the barber. It? I do There's the same thing. That's how I cook. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, ah, we're okay. We got one. Um, <laughs> There's uh rejection rejection sensitivity dysphoria, and that's a big one. Um, all that really is is that whenever you do something or say something, you kind of feel like, oh, this guy, this person doesn't like me. Uh, I don't know what to do, and you start to get worried about it, mm -hmm. and you're that. overthinking that. Yeah, you start like you start over just like overanalyzing. Yeah, you do that sometimes. And that's all that really is, is that over analytical part of your brain, just overthinking this like, oh, man. And then like the next time you see this person, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, like you called me a bitch, but like, I know you didn't mean it. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> and that's just, that happens. You know what I mean? Like, eh. 
Um, so you have that. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> was it was it because of the relationship you you went you went out and, and seeked help? No, or just um, like you just like you told just you you held yourself accountable. It's like, hey man, uh, something's wrong. I gotta go check myself out. Yeah, I've always been suspicious. Yeah, I've always been suspicious. You know, um, like I guess that's kind of how like where where we would say some people stand is like I'm suspicious of this, and like I started to learn about some of these symptoms, the outside symptoms that don't get talked about. Um, When I went to go see my psychiatrist, I told her, uh, "Yeah, like I have this executive dysfunction, and sometimes I struggle sleeping." And I thought she was gonna get it. You know what I mean? And um, no, she gave me uh, antidepressants, you know, she she prescribed me something else. And it's not her fault. You know what I mean? I heard her out. I was like, OK, she said, like, you'll become productive on this. And I was like, OK, I hope so. And instead, it made me depressed. Mm. Like, that's not why. Bueno. Yeah, I I ordered Domino's. You know what I mean? I was like, I, yeah, only depressed people do that. That's got to be a thing. Because I, I, I never even thought about ordering a Domino's pizza before until I became depressed. You're not sponsored by them, are you? No. Uh, you know what's crazy? Uh, <laughs> I do me, I, I, it's ironic because I, I know a lot of people that eat Domino's and they're, they're yeah. quite, they're, they're very sad. <laughs> it was a joke, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a connection there. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, but until I took that those meds, I was like, "Yeah, I want some pizza." And all it really was is that pizza makes you feel better, right? Pizza, pizza it releases dopamine, and that's what that's what ADHD is: is a lack of dopamine. Yeah. Uh, you don't feel rewarded for everything you do, and you want to keep going more and more and more and more, and that's because your brain is constantly like, "Oh my god, it doesn't shut up." And you know, I keep saying I, I have eleven streams of conscious thinking going on at once, like even right now, and. Just the fact that I can hold a conversation these days is incredible. And so, like, I didn't start wanting to get help until, uh, you know, a couple of things. I've been suspicious and and I I met someone like, uh, you know, I got into a relationship and she she and I kind of like talk about the symptoms. We share a lot of these same things. And I'm like, all right, like. It's not weird. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not, it's not a disease. You know what I mean? It's not like I can give it to somebody through uh, a one night stand. You know what I mean? And we'll go get drunk and then like call her later. Like, Hey, you're gonna have to get checked. You might be forgetting a few things. <laughs> um, you know, you might want to, <laughs> um, you know, you're gonna have to write down your parents' birthdays. Oh, shit. It's been a struggle mine for a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that. It's just, it's just how your brain is. It's, it's what you're literally born with like it, to, so in order for me to get diagnosed with my psychiatrist i had to say uh, now at that point like i just said those key words and she was like okay cool now we can talk about it and it, it's weird and, and i i get why because the meds that you have to take is kind of sketchy you know what mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. I was like younger. I messed around with it a little bit before. I didn't know what it was for. And I was like, this feels awesome. I didn't know that at the time uh, I was enjoying those drugs because I feel incredible. Um, like my girlfriend, for example, uh, she goes, yeah, I have ADHD. And I knew I had ADHD when I did cocaine and I felt normal. 
she's like, you know, everyone's like, let's go party. Let's go do this and that. She was like, let's go do some yoga, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah. There's a, a, a doctor friend of ours was like, you know, that's a thing, right? She goes, yeah, that's some of those crazy drugs. That's when people offer me cocaine out in the nights in the bars and stuff like that. Like, look, man. I like it too much. Maybe it's best we do that. <laughs> it's just mm-mm. talk to me about like your your what's your writing process like? Like it's once you get like is it something that is going to take you time to develop a, a an act or, or a certain uh, I don't I don't know, I don't know the, the correct terminology, but like is it quick or is it something you need to develop a, a bit? Yes, there you go, a bit. Um. Yeah. Um, so I, I do, it's like two things. Um, does it take me long to come up with something? No, not at all. And I can, I can put out something I want to talk about in, you know, about an hour. Take Maybe it'll take me like an hour to come up with like a, a solid, like minute and a half joke sometimes. Um, I know it sounds like a lot, but, um, you know, maybe less than that. It, it, it could be done in 10 minutes really, to be honest with you. But I, I kind of like like to put in some effort, but in order for a joke to be done completely, I will let you know when that happens. Um, <laughs> I've I've been doing some of my best jokes are the ones that I've had been doing for the longest time, uh, and the reason I say that is because like you know like I do a bit about uh, you know being uh, you know overweight and hairy. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like how I open up with I introduce myself about like you just, the first thing you see is my appearance, so that's what I talk about, right? So I was like, So what you can't see is that I'm hairy. And you know, and I'll kind of go into this little bit about it. And I used to kind of fall in more about the overweight thing. Mm-hmm. And now I talk more about kind of like because I'm losing weight, so I'm like talking more about hairy. And uh, you know, I started it out with this part where I go, Yeah, I look I'm so misshapen and hairy, I look like a gummy bear that you just picked up from the carpet. And uh, I'll I'll pick up the gummy bear and I'll like blow it into the mic. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, see, nothing changed. And I start feeling like the gummy bear. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is me. And uh, moving forward as I do it more and more, you know what I mean? Like um, I've changed things about that joke over and over again. And it's getting it's becoming a better joke as, as it grows. Uh, not my oldest joke, but it's like one of the ones that like it's it's the one that gets the most experience because that's mm-hmm. how I open myself up with uh, as far as when I get out there. And uh, so now one of the newest things I'll say is like, uh, um, you know, I'll ask I was like, hey, ladies here like the hairy men. And like, usually nobody says anything. Right. And I'm like, OK, good, because, <laughs> you know, what I mean, I was like, that makes sense, because if you like, you know, go to hairy man on Pornhub, you only have like 300 videos and that's it. And like more, you know, like that's nothing. There's not a niche for that. And then if somebody says something like, woo, yeah, like they get all turned on. You know what I mean? I would kind of be like, oh, you're a red flag. Um, So I always like, you know what I mean? I've always kind of like tried out different things yeah. and, and you kind of figure with the, with, the, with the audience, which is yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. So, um, Always, I always have like a plan A, plan B on certain certain jokes now. You know what I mean? Um, I'll even like add it on. You know, when I was podcasting, I got sponsored by uh by one by a company that wants you to shave your nuts. You know what I mean? They want you to manscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, you got to try the product out so you can talk about it. And I was like, okay. 
So I talk about that moment where I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm hairy all over, but clean right down there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I used to just kind of leave it at like, oh, that looks weird. You know what I mean? I kind of look like an upside down Christmas tree or whatever. You know what I mean? I kept on coming. <laughs> I kept on trying to come up with new things to say. So I'm like, you go to Google Maps and you go look at the Grand Canyon. You should do satellite mode. Wow, chef's kiss. And now, like, you know, the people laugh at that. And then I'll even add another one sometimes if it didn't get that much. I'll be like, yeah, the, you know, it blew my mind. You know what I mean? It's just nuts. And I'll kind of like wave my hand down towards down my nuts. And it's just nuts, you know? And then I wait up for a minute because that one always takes people time. And so I learned the pausing too. You know what I mean? Like learn to let the joke hit sometimes. And then yeah, people go, timing, ah, timing is everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've yeah. seen a, a lot of... Uh, uh, I've, I've I've had several actors throughout the my podcast journey, and um, and we we talk about the the timing, and it's like a, there's a lot of famous actors that started off with 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 uh comedy, and, and once they mastered uh, the the art of timing, you know they become these incredible actors like Jamie Fox, right? One of them. That guy's incredible at everything, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and as far as I know, he's he's. An incredible, incredibly nice guy, too. Like, you don't really get both sometimes. Mm-hmm. Very private, uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you got to respect that. Um, yeah. And uh, kind of going back on, like, the writing process, like, I can also do, like, I've done this before, too, where I've practiced my little streamlining writing thing so often to where I'll look up a headline uh, or of something trending, you know what I mean? And I think the, the last one I did was... Uh, Apparently, I forget what city it was, but um, very fancy laundry mats are becoming a thing. Like, yes, classy yes. laundry. Yeah, I guess that's a thing, right? It's yeah. not a thing here, but I was like, what? So I, I was like, I've never seen that in Texas or anything like that. But I guess the one day where all of a sudden, instead of like a whole bunch of little kids, you, you know, running around using the N word, it's going to be like people popping champagne. And there's a rapper with, you know, filming a music video in the background and you're still in your like skeezy, like stained up jeans trying to get laundry done. Like what, when did this happen? And, um, you know, people died laughing on the, the material that I had for that. And I was like, you know, thank you. I wrote that like 10 minutes ago right there on that table. And I'm glad you laughed at it. So I'll never say it again. And <laughs> it was me literally practicing that, that if it works basically is what mm-hmm. I was doing. And I, and I try to do something like that all the time. Like, I'm not a sports fan, but I'll make fun of it and I'll talk about it, you know? And even when I say that, like, I'm not a sports fan, I'll lose people sometimes. Most men are like, what? And I'll explain why. I think I did a joke one time where I was making fun of the interview. Mm-hmm. And I know you've seen this before where, uh, you know, they're like interviewing the guy who just won the game. You know, mm-hmm. he just made the last winning touchdown and he's sweating. He's like, <sighs> you know, and then, he, then you're asking him to talk. You know, he probably has a concussion and you're asking him to go. So how do you feel about the game? What was your thoughts that last moment? I'm like, I'm sure his thoughts were like, if I get through this right now, I'll get to go eat and have Gatorade and go to bed as soon as possible. (laughs) But instead, you're like, well, I, uh, you know, coach said to, uh, you know, to do this thing. I, we did it. And like, you know, I I thank God for the team. And then like on the bottom of the, the TV screen, you'll see them like put out like the university they went to. I'm like, no, 
don't do that to the poor university. Now people aren't going to go to that school. They made him sound like an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, you know, and nobody sees that the same way I do, obviously. But it's just kind of funny because those are all little facts that do happen, but nobody sees that. It's like looking for those things. It's hard to do sometimes, but you do it all the time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you'll watch something and you'll be like, you know, I've ever noticed how blah, blah, blah. People are like, no. But if you do that as a joke... And you're doing it on stage in front of a few people. All of a sudden, they're laughing because they did notice that. They just didn't admit it to you. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. Yet again, being relatable. Yeah. That, that's all where it falls down to. And you're creating a connection, too. Like, you know, um, you always want to, like, say something that, you know, lets them know that you're a human, you know. And and kind of like showing uh, an invulnerability right away is one of the best ways to do it. That's why I do the hairy, like fat mm-hmm. guy jokes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then I'll even like, you know, then I'll start to go on and like share different stories. And those stories hit better if they got to know something about me. You know what I mean? So I would like set yourself up on some of those things. Like some of the things I've written about are like, uh, you know, my family dragging me to Mexico. And I'll even say it like if anyone else drags you to Mexico, it's usually a kidnapping. Well, my parents made me do that all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and, um, you know, here in the States, my parents were always up my ass. You know what I mean? They are. They are up. Like, it's a very Hispanic thing. Mm -hmm. But like. Now, and as soon as they like took me to Mexico, they're like, oh, you can go uh, wander around if you want. And I'm like, wander around the town. And I'll, I'll like I'll, I'll be like my parents left me unattended in Mexico, and I'll, I'll I'll pause and look around and I go, you guys remember what country I'm talking about? I'm 11 years old, unattended, undiagnosed ADHD. I stole a school bus once, and which is true story. Um, the 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 way I do it in comedy is I'll I'll, I'll say ah, I stole a school bus. It was easy, blah blah blah, you know, and I'll. Uh, I'll mention this part where uh, the school bus had a fire extinguisher and I mm-hmm. blew it out the window, right? And it went and it covered the entire street. So me and the guy who kidnapped me got away easy afterwards. Um, but in reality, what happened is uh, this happened when I was like 16, maybe 17. Uh, me and a friend were just wandering around the town in Mexico. We just, I was able to bring a friend from like the neighborhood, a good old friend, uh, like best friend at the time. And he was kind of one of those troublemakers. You know what I mean? It's not something I ever would have done on my own. But he was like, let's break into this school, which is not that's not how you start a conversation. Right. And for no reason, no reason. I was like, OK, and we do. And I, I'm wearing a marching band hat and like, I feel bad. You know what I mean? Like we just stole like school property and then took the bus. No one stopped us. Nobody like we did it. It wasn't daytime, but it was still like, you know, early evening. It was still like seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Was it that late? You know, and we just did it. And he was uh, he was the one driving a uh, 16 year old driving a school bus. Uh, if you see that in Mexico and people look at you, they're just kind of like, oh, well, this is very all time. No, yeah, it's yeah, normal. it's normal. <laughs> so nobody stopped us. And then I, I literally did shoot that fire extinguisher. It did cover everything. And then he just left it there because we didn't know how to turn it around. And that was uh, that was that I was like, you know, I turned that experience into a joke instead of saying. 
you know what I mean? Like I was 16 when it happened. I just said I was an 11 year old boy that was unattended and then I got kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like the kidnapping part is the surprise. That's kind of like the whole like that's the last part of the joke. It's like, oh, he also got hit. Punchline. Yeah. It's a it's a misdirection is what they call it. There's like different styles of laughter. If you want to like ever mm-hmm. study comedy. Yeah. Misdirection is one of them. And then uh, some of my favorite ways to to put things out there, too. And uh, even just in regular conversation. Uh, I do another one where I had a job uh, and I compare it to a cult. And uh, it was uh, it was a job that I, I really didn't care for. I was there for a long time. And I always notice how like cheerful everybody is. Have you ever been like in a, in a place like uh, you've been to Chick-fil-A? You've been to there like where everybody's like in such a good mood. It's a lot like Chick-fil-A. Like everybody's so cheerful. I'm like, I don't like that. Like it's creepy. It it bothered me. Like I, it's like this isn't real. This isn't how people really are. Like they'll stop doing that. Like they want real people. And I was I had a management position. Like I, I was like a up there manager. And uh, I remember the training. They flew me out to a private jet and all that stuff. And they like uh, talked about the owner for about three hours. And I was like, yeah, they do that when you join Scientology too. Like. <laughs> and uh they uh made us dress like him like we had to wear what he was wearing in some picture and like and like one of the pictures he's wearing cargo shorts so like you can wear cargo shorts to work i'm like oh that's cool i'm like a 30 something year old man and they want me to go recruit people picking up like you know like college kids for this job i'm like young lady would you uh like to change your life forever and like those are things that cults do i'm like mm, that's why i could do this comparison but the last part of it the misdirection as uh you know i had great benefits though like you know they gave me like dental vision and a second wife that was a very good one yeah and that one it, i wrote just with like uh the system you know what i mean i i just i wanted to i wanted to wanted to write about my last job feeling like a cult so bad, but I didn't know how to get it done. Mm -hmm. And I looked into how uh, like authors, poets, bloggers, uh, even podcasters and people that do scripts and stuff like that. Like, how do you fight uh, writer's block? Well, there's not a lot of material out there for comics to do it. There's a couple people out there that do kind of focus on that, but there's not as much as it would be for other types of writing. So I started looking into that and I was like, this is going to work. And I come up with a system, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's a who, what, when, where, why type thing. And then you have like lists and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it makes it, it makes it so much easier uh, for my ADHD brain to list everything out in front of me and make these lists and, and, and work out a joke. And then I get to try out all of the things that I did for that one joke. That's why it takes me 10 or an hour sometimes. Uh, the, uh, the thing about like, that is now that I have a startup for it. And then if it works, I keep using it and I keep using it and I start to grow it and I start to grow it. And then it grows naturally from there. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. easy to, it's easy to get a joke written now for me It's to fight the writer's block. And now it's doing the material over and over in front of paying customers. And that's where the pressure comes, right? Like paying customers. You see, I can do it in front of an open mic in front of other comics all the time. And they'll, they won't really say much. You know what I mean? or or pay attention even because they're waiting and for their turn to go on and they're not you know they're not focusing and i don't blame them that's what mm-hmm. i do uh it's funny that i like you know i felt like i created something amazing you know what i mean like oh man this is in like something and then i watched this video that was posted like 10 years ago by a uh, a comedy club te- like class mm-hmm. and they use the same exact 
system. I was like, I didn't invent shit. <laughs> but, it, you know, I came up with it on my own, and that's great. I, I, you know, that's that's the best part about it. But I was like, oh, well, at least I know that I'm on a good path with, you know, I'm on a, with something. Uh, I wasn't the only one that thought about it that way. And there's no way, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, we were inspired. And and you want to just be, you want to be inspired by more than just the podcaster. Mm. You want to be inspired by the guy who does the editing a little bit too. You want to be inspired by the guy who, you know, who's coming up with the material. You want to be, you know, all that stuff. It, it, it does help to look in, I guess, under, I don't want to say under the covers because it sounds sexual and we're two men. Uh, I, it looks better to look behind the curtain and and just to see how everything works, especially if you're running something by yourself and hope to one day grow an empire. You mm. don't get given empires. You have to grow it. You have to learn everything mm. about your empire. Got to nurture it. You got to nurture it. And then how could, yeah, you can't, they don't just happen on their own. And uh, I don't, I'm not planning on growing an empire. That sounds crazy. That means like, you know, somebody will go to war with me or something like that. I just want to do the things I love, but I want to do it right. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't, I don't want to, not that I'm saying that I don't want to have a manager, but if I'm going to have a manager, it's someone that I trust and someone that I could actually tell them that this is what I'm looking for. This is how I used to do things. Let's go from here. You know, you could teach people how you want to do things now, especially if you're running mm-hmm. something that you like, you know, like, I'm, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's solely your future. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It's, it's so it's investing in people. Yeah. And it's, and, you know, and, and that's what experience comes in. It's important to have that. Yeah. It's like you go to a job and, and, you know, you after so much years of experience, you learn how to negotiate your salary. Right. Right. So I mean, I think you're you know, you got your head screwed on the right way. Yeah. And I think you're doing it. Just you know, time. Time, time. give everything time and everything, you know, it's like a seed, it's like a it's like a flower. Everything needs to grow. You just gotta plant in it. You've been planting for five years and you know, next thing you know, you'll be a a, a you know a, a whole name, like you know. Yeah. And that's the that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. I, I always tell people focus on the process, man. Focus don't worry about the goal. If you focus on the process, you will already have walked past your goal before you know it. Yeah. And that's that's uh that's that's the way it should be seen, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, I, I hate to see some people they're they're they got the right heart. Mm-hmm. Um just you know, stop looking so far ahead and, and you know it's just you know we live in a time that everything's everything they want it so fast yeah I mean, it's just so fast and comedy is one of those things that you know you it's not something you can it's not gonna happen overnight look at uh social media growth mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the best way to retain fans and, and followers is to grow them organically you know what i mean like do something that's going to get them to want to follow you let them know that you're out there and then they'll stick around. But if you do something like buying followers and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it doesn't last as long because they didn't really have an interest in you to begin with. Correct. 100%. Yeah. So it the organic slow growth is always the best way to do it. Take things slow. You know what I mean? Like when you are you uh, are you married? Are you uh, single? You got married. kids? You said you're married. You're married with a kid. How many mm-hmm. kids do you have? I have one. One. Yeah. Did that make you sad that it was one or is it... no, no. <laughs> you want more? No, um. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, I'm good. <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I really am happy to hear that. I am. Uh, the reason I bring that up is like the the solid relationship. You know what I mean? Like the the solid relationship is when when you take things a little slower, 
you take time to talk about each other and talk to each other and and the ones that like rush it those are your red flag bad relationships that you don't want to deal with (laughs) then that uh you know i moved in with a girl when i was like in my 20s and um she just was the first one to ask you know what i mean that's that was it she was a smoke show and it turned out she was a monster you know she's just a nightmare to live with she used to hit me while i was asleep and go why were you talking to that girl at the bar i was like i've been asleep for five hours you were at the bar i was probably the other guy you were trying to fuck and and like just finding out all of the cheating and all that stuff i was like "Ah, i should not have gone into it so fast you know what i mean like yeah lesson learned so after doing it a second time i'm finally learning my lesson and um yeah oh shit (laughs) fucked up how true that is too man i'm with somebody now like uh, healthiest relationship i've been in so far you know what i mean and like I, I'm grateful for her. You know what I mean? Like talk to each other about everything, you know? And I am. And when she met me, I was very jaded towards women because of being my, you know, heartbroken twice. You know what I mean? Like you were just like heartbroken. like so often you've been betrayed so often, like anytime a pretty woman wants to talk to you, I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what you're going to say to me. I don't have anything to offer you. Um, thank you for coming i don't and like the sad part is is that women like some of the some of the ladies that like are you know in that i'm not saying every lady but the the thirsty ones that want trouble like that and i'm like uh like that's not what i was going for you know what i mean like you're a red flag now <laughs> and just yeah but I never really show that much interest in like a lot of women right away because I'm not, it's because I don't trust everyone anymore. And it wasn't just women. It was just like my friends. Cause you know, I got cheated on by these girlfriends to, with some friends, you know what I mean? Like I was like, Oh, okay. I couldn't trust anyone. So it made me like jaded and quiet and it made me a hermit. Yeah. I have a friend that calls me Obi-Wan because I just stay quietly and I'm back there in a, with a beard you don't say anything, and then I come out and like do comedy, slay it, and then like go back to being a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. I yeah, mean, pain. Like Jamie Foxx. Yeah, pain is it's. Um... Uh well that's that's different because Jay, he's, a, <laughs> I'm he, he's a little he's a little he's a little thought so he got to keep his <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> um but uh, you got a. Uh, uh, Painted's good. Yeah. You know, I mean, one thing one thing we learn is, you know, you're able to talk about it, digest it, yeah. about it, move the fuck on. Yeah. And it's, you know, most men struggle with that. I know that much. Most men will struggle with just talking about it. Uh, and, and I get a lot of people coming up to me like, hey, you know, I'm going through something right now. And I give them advice on how I would do things. And then I'll get feedback like it helped. You know what I mean? I'm glad. Like, like again, I'm no expert, but... I did take the time to learn for myself and I'm always happy to share the knowledge. And it's always kind of been like with everything, comedy, uh, anything that I do or work, you know what I mean? Cause I still have to, I still, have, I still have a job, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, some of these shows that I'm doing, you know, I'll, I'll do a show and I like, Oh, you know, $400 for doing 20 minutes of comedy. That's amazing. And then I'll do a show where I'm performing in front of 350 people at a club, did 10 minutes and I make like 50 bucks. I'm like, Ugh. so it's not consistent yet. You know what I mean? But you're getting, so, you're getting something. I'm getting something. I, yeah. I, I book and produce shows as well. I uh, we're, uh, I do it with a couple guys. We're called Dub Excel Comedy. 
look us up. And, uh, you know, we put on shows uh, twice a month, sometimes once. Uh, we just got new venues and stuff like that. But that's that's where I started to go, oh, this is how you can make money in comedy. And um, this is how you can support your passion. You know what I mean? Like, it still becomes work. You still have to put something into it. And you still have to focus on the marketing and all that stuff, just like I did for myself. It's a whole, it's like working on a whole other comedian just on its own and worth it though. Um, you know, and even then, like the, the first money that I got from it, I'm like, we're not spending any of it. We're using this to invest in new things so we can keep growing until we get to a certain point so we can yeah, start. Reinvest. Yeah. Yeah. Reinvest this money. And uh, there's been a couple of times where we've had, a, you know, we had a bad show, not a lot of turnout. And we had to take out so much from what we've earned over the, but like, that's why it's there. Like. You know, and I know sometimes they're like, oh, I need to use this money for this and that. And I'm like, I, I know um, I'll get you like half of what you need and then I'll personally pay you the other half. And then uh, we'll call it that and just pay the other half for the for the company. And I'll do things like that. But I. Uh, it's I, a, it's I, a, I, at the end, of the day, it's a business, you know, it's, it's, yeah, at the end of the day, it's a business. Sometimes I, I you know, I don't own it you know we all own it together but um i do a lot of the i do a lot of like the back the back stuff sometimes and sometimes i'll I'll say things that are very ceo of me you know what i mean i'm like i don't care how you feel about this we need to get this show done and i would like kind of walk away and i'm like man that was cold that was donald trump cold hearted right there (laughs) you know what i mean i'm like that literally came out of my mouth and i feel bad but like you know they understand like and when it gets said to me too i'm like yeah 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 you're right like you asshole but yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's all these different aspects in comedy when it comes to like uh you know what you can do with it and then there's like the the social media thing you know what i mean like if you're creating anything you know comedy is is content that you're creating and the next thing you know now i have to do like facebook reels and instagram like more like this whole thing yeah what's your, fa- what's your favorite um like what platform is it's easier for you to manage uh that's a good question man because like uh, for me like i when i first started this when i first started my my company my media company um yeah everyone was like oh you gotta get on this you gotta get on that and next thing you know you got like five six account trying to manage all of them yeah my main focus uh right now is youtube Hmm. um mainly because uh hell exclusive right here I'm working on uh, doing YouTube, not just as a stand-up comedian, but as a YouTuber. Um, and I, I don't know if you know exactly what I'm trying to say there, but I'm going to actually not just, you know, show my stand-up clips. But I'm also going to be showing, you know, clips like from he, like these types of interviews where I'm mm-hmm. getting interviewed mm-hmm. and, and people get to know me again. It comes back to that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to be doing things like playing games that I want to try out and you guys are going to get to watch. We're going to watch this movie together and you're going to hear my commentary. We're going to, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to go through a, a, a subreddit that just caught my attention. And I'm like, guys, you have to see this. Uh, you know, and then I even intend on bringing people in with me, like, a, a, you know, like one of the subreddit things, uh, the subreddit is called Creepy DMs. And it's exactly what that is. It's weird DMs and creepy things that men say to women in their inboxes 
And I'm like, this is hilarious. Like, first of all, nobody talks about this. And two, if I bring a female comic on there, I'm getting someone with perspective and a sense of humor to join me on this conversation. Like, I, that's, 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 to me, that sounds perfect. Uh, and then uh, I'll also be doing like a community thing, which is something that I think everybody should do. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so I, I want to bring in like a, a group or a Facebook group and a subreddit of my own and call it searching for the end of the Internet, because the Internet's a strange place. Internet yes. is weird. The Internet is full of information and it's free. You can learn anything you want to learn. But it also has this video. And then I'll probably like end up showing a video where it's like. You know, I, I think I saw one where it was like in a theater, there's a bunch of people watching it. And there was like a guy wearing a shorts and the shorts extend out up to another guy having to put his face in there. So it's kind of like shorts in the beginning, T-shirt at the end and his face is in it. And you can put some microphones to his face and you can just hear him going, oh, like I was like, OK, um, this is definitely going up there on that. <laughs> This is weird content, and I think it's funny to just like express that out there, and and having the community help me find it is probably one of the best ways. Because then, like, I'm getting everyone involved. I want to do something like that where people are involved. So I am in the middle of episode five, as far as recording goes. Uh, once I hit ten, I will be pushing out five, and then followed schedule the rest right behind it so by the time i'm done like yeah yeah i plan on doing two a week um uh and not you know i don't, I don't want to go too long into it because uh you know so much time so many things we got going on on top of that like i want to be able to like maintain retention i want to be able to make sure that it stays versatile uh the niche what's the niche it sounds like you got a lot going on the niche is comedy and it's just making people laugh and making people happy. It's just we're talking about different things. You yeah, know what I mean? You can do different it's yeah. endless Yeah. Endless possibilities. Yeah. And it's it's uh it I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But I've also again I've I've studied or I looked into what I have to look into on creating a successful channel. You know what I mean? So I didn't I'm not just gonna go in and go, I'm gonna do whatever I want. Like nah, nah, fuck. You uh, gotta, listen, yeah. man, just the the hardest part is just doing it. Yeah, you know no, you're, gonna, you're gonna you're, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go through down a fucking rabbit hole, and you're gonna end up doing a, a, a how to YouTube channel. <laughs> no, <laughs> hell no. Right? You just it, those are the only ones that do well too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta look at it. You gotta look at it like the the conversation I've had with people in the background right yeah it's you know you got it's, it's it's like your channel is like a netflix it's like uh netflix yeah. paramount hulu yeah. disney plus that's what it is yeah that people have have taken that and and created a how-to that's that's your channel this is from there's what you're gonna you you're gonna create and see how you can now create it in the world in a yeah. big stage right yeah so just you know I, I tell everybody who wants to, uh, and this is me, you know, me just telling because I, I know you're right. fucking ask my advice. <laughs> but it's, it's who it's, are we, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just fucking do it. Just, just, yeah. do it. just do yeah. it. 
I know I'm not reinventing. Uh, I know I'm not inventing something new, or I'm not doing something like you know entirely different or like brand new. There's mm-hmm. so there's 50 million YouTubers that do something similar to this. It's, and don't it's... call yourself. Don't call yourself a YouTuber. <laughs> Um, there you go. That's good advice right there. No, for, for yeah. one, you, you create your network, you know, it's, it's yeah. you know, Mendoza network, you create your own network. Honestly, you know, yeah. don't call yourself like, I don't call myself a podcaster. Yeah. Okay. Fucking if it wasn't like, if I wouldn't know if, if, if I wouldn't know what I know now, when I first started, yeah. I would never call this shit a podcast. Yeah. Like I, I went. And I got my certificate uh, with Michigan State University on journalism, how to become a journalist. I like that. And I and I got my ID uh, from this uh, fucking company, which is like it's a real ID uh, in journalism. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I got it, because all I wanted to do was to talk to people, just have a chat and tell me your story. Yeah. Like you, you've been telling your jokes, how you broken down. Like that's all I wanted. Yeah. And it's and I built this far. Yeah. But, you know, I don't I, I don't want to put myself in a niche. Yeah. I don't I, like I don't I don't, don't want to do that because like right now, you look at my 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 catalog, I got singers, I got fucking rappers, I got comedians. Yeah, I know. I, I got, take it a look. I got I got fucking real estate agents, I got paranormal activity people, investigators, like so just fucking do it. Don't don't give yourself. You already you already have a uh, uh, you already have a label. You're a comedian. Yeah, which gives you the license to say and do whatever the fuck you want. Pretty much. And people people can't say shit because you're comedian. Like one the the smartest people on earth honestly are comedians. You know why? Because they're always researching, always reading. Yeah. They're always trying to perfect their craft. If anything, like it's a large it, it's it's a lost art in trying to educate yourself. On so many things, yeah. Because a lot of people just that's they're stuck in one thing, one thing. Like I understand that that was a business, yeah. You know, it's making you money, yeah. Uh, then that's fine, but it's like you know, it's you know, just do what you gotta do, bro. Yeah, and you're I, gonna be fucking great. I love this come to Jesus moment you gave me right now. <laughs> I like it, that. Listen, I man, it. I I'm. I don't, you know, I don't consider myself success, right? I don't, that's, that's what you, success is what you believe in, you know? Yeah. Right. But you're, you're doing it. Yeah. You, you're, you, you are 99% doing more than other people. Other people just, it's just a thought process. Right. They don't actually do it. Yeah. You're actually, you know, you're doing it. So therefore just fucking do it. Yeah. You know, and I sit and like, if you look at my catalog again, I, I talk to so many fucking people. I got from uh, autistic uh, teachers, um, dog walkers. Yeah. Uh, uh, former EMTs, fucking gamers. Yeah. One of the big things that have gotten, so, gotten them so far, just fucking doing it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Watch what happens. Watch yeah. what happens. I, I, yeah. Yeah, we've been through it. You know, I told you that I uh, it's just like my story from the beginning. Like I went up, I did comedy. It sucked and it was yeah. bad and I didn't want to get in. Nobody wanted to book me. And then here I am. <clears throat> you know, if you look at my calendar right now, uh, dude, like even I get excited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I 
and I, and I have some of those moments where I'm like, let me brag to myself for a little bit. And I put my calendar up to like a celebrity comedian's calendar. And I'm like, mm-hmm. they look the same. Like, it's not a tour. You know, I'm not touring from, but it looks the same. Like, it, look at all these shows. Look mm-hmm. at every, like, look at the different cities I'm going to. Look at, look at the impact I've made. You know what I mean? And it, it feels so good. And then I even looked at a one that I'd, I made before where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm showing dates there's only three of them on there. And uh, I remember telling somebody like, because uh, they had asked me like, why did you put that up there? There's only three dates on there. And I was like, because people should know where I'm going to be. If you want to come see me, I got these three dates. I keep getting asked, hey, when's your next show? When's your next mm-hmm. show? So I made, I'm, I'm listening to the people asking me these questions. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, here, let me make this for you. Put it out there. And uh, I saw that. And one of the best things that, that was cool and that happened, and I, I noticed a lot of artists should do that. You know what I mean? And they do do that, where they put their dates up. And then next thing you know, they get more because, one, they're seeing that you're in demand. They're seeing when you're available. They're seeing that, oh, they're going to be coming by my city pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So they start doing this. And they start, like, it, it, just the littlest thing and just putting your calendar up there. You, know, you can make it look as fancy as you want. That that doesn't matter too much as long as it's not like you know unesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. But like the information, the information was there, and mm-hmm. a, a, somebody that's looking for a comedian or looking for a, a singer or uh, you know anything, you know, a magician, whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Put yourself up there and go, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be in uh, Arizona. I'm going to be in uh, you know Utah, and then I'm going to Texas for these three days. You know. You start seeing that, and somebody from New Mexico goes, "Hey, I got this venue. I got an open spot. Let's get this guy." Yeah. And those are those those are those little things that like put you out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Self promotion. Self promotion. There's and and uh, I always see people are afraid to do it. Like they feel pretentious, and I'm like, I don't feel pretentious. I feel like I just want to put it out there. Mm-hmm. I, just do it, and look what happens. If it doesn't work out for you, you can try again in a different way or mm-hmm. just don't do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> do you remember the first time you, you even tried to get on the stage, right? How different yeah. that was? Oh, man. You know, I gave you uh, yeah. five minutes. I did two. Um, I read it off a note. I was sweating the whole time. I made one person uh, not laugh, but he tittled. He kind of gave like a little ha, ha. And that was it. And I was like, oh, that was heartbreaking. Um, not as heartbreaking as it would have been if I put more effort into the writing. But that's where you learn that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I could have done this differently. Uh, but getting past that point where you get up stage and you just like have to talk to a whole bunch of people and you just bomb. Like, you kind of got to get that out of the way. You got to mm-hmm. get that like, okay, this could happen again anytime now. And it still happens. And, you know, I... I I still have these days where, like, I'll, I'll do these jokes and, like, nobody laughed. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, you know, but I've even learned then, like, when somebody doesn't laugh at a joke, like, I even have, like, little returns. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys learned a lot this, this evening. Or uh, it just depends on the joke, too, because I, I do a joke about my uh, my dad. He has dementia. And uh, I won't go too far into another joke or anything, but like there'll be sometimes there was the first like couple times when I was doing that joke and people weren't laughing. I was like, one, I need to work on the joke. Two, 
what I said out loud was like, I guess everybody else here has dementia because you guys forgot I was telling jokes. And everyone just started laughing. I was like, cool. At least I'm learning how to recover myself, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a, a skill that just ha- happens when you just keep bombing. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes people respect the, oh, he can, he can bring himself back. He can save himself. That's that's a that's a whole new beast. Like I said, I, I don't think I'll ever be done learning it. I don't think I'll ever be done getting better. I mean, you see some of these people have been doing it for 25 years. That's the fun part. Yeah, like they look like they're up there exhausted, tired. They don't even feel like being up there and they're killing it. They're they're, they're making everybody chuck like laugh as hard as possible and I'm like, "Man, I I got to like animate myself sometimes. I got to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not there yet and I, I it's it's impressive. I, I still meet people that uh you know that I've never met before. I haven't heard anything about or anything like that that are just blowing some of these famous comics out of the water. And I'm like, man, what, what are they doing? To we're like, why aren't they at this certain point and stuff like that? Like it's incredible. I learn more from them than I do from like you know a Netflix special, especially because you get to see the audience reacting in front mm-hmm, of you. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a lot always going to be something to learn, man. Have you have you ever thought about like doing also Spanish comedy? Like in Spanish? Uh yeah. My Spanish is still sounds uh <laughs> it still sounds like a white guy trying to order something <laughs> from a menu. Yo ando yo yo estoy hablando español toda mi vida. Pero porque you know, because I was learning here in, in Texas, like, yeah, that's the accent I picked up instead. Mm. And uh, you know, nothing nothing against like what my parents were doing or you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't have that many conversations with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say they were going more, through something. Uh, uh, Americanized. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but this, it's just who I am. You know what I mean? Like, I still, I still love that there's, there's Mexican culture behind me and I still mm-hmm. have pride, you know? I mean, but, you know, you get, the more you do it, the, the more you get better at it. It's double money. Yeah. They're booked English and Spanish. I know. I know. I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think I've ever seen that be done. I did uh um what is it by the beach in Mexico. I did a show there and I was like worried, you know what I mean? I was like, my Spanish sucks, it's not gonna be any good. And then like the first comic went up and they're like, Ashley something. I forgot her last name already. And I was like, What? <laughs> and there was an English, I was like, Oh, it's tourists. Thank God. <laughs> the closest, but um, you know, I uh I still, I'm still working on that. I still want to try out this whole little like writing system thing in Spanish. It's just I don't flow as well. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll break up and I'll be like, oh shit, I forgot that word. And it's just, it's just simple dumb brainy brain not doing brain stuff good. And like, you know, I want to, and I have tried a couple sets uh, at an open mic already. Um. At a uh, like on the the, the South Side San Antonio, mm-hmm. just just it wasn't even a comedy club. It wasn't a comedy night. I was just like, hey, can I, can I give this a shot? And they're like, yeah, cool, man, you're killing it anyway. So I was like, it's gonna be in Spanish. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, it's just 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 five minutes. Let me see if I can do it. If it didn't go well, um, uh, you know, you won't see me again. And so I haven't been there uh, ever again. And we'll see where else they'll let me try it. But it's also kind of more like uh, having more conversations with my parents and stuff like that, too. Because if I am doing it in Spanish, uh, mm-hmm. automatically, that's going to be an older crowd. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I was like, all right, that makes sense. So like, I'm gonna go talk to my like parents and and my my uncles and aunts and stuff like that and see yeah. how this goes. Well, so. here's here's an idea, right? So schedule, you take a month and schedule yourself only on Spanish podcast. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could come here again. Uh, I record in Spanish. I just, uh, I don't, I've never had the opportunity. I have done one episode in Spanish. Really? Really. It's because, you know, nobody, it's, it, it's, it's willing to do it. Yeah. I wonder what that is. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, but I wonder mm -hmm. why. Well, in my experience, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, you're Mexican, I'm Puerto Rican. Right. There's not really a good support. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you, like, I, I grew up in, in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. I grew up, that's the majority of my life, yeah. right? So, like, over there, you live in, you live in the Caribbean, right? So, Monday, come Monday, uh, Friday comes 5 o'clock, we're going, we're yeah. going to drink, you know, so the entrepreneurship yeah. and, and, you know, that, you know, how do I say it? that, um, that thirst to build an empire, like we we're talking earlier, yeah. it's not there. So not nobody's really with it. Nobody's really trying to do that. Yeah, you know, let it go. Nobody, yeah, unless you're like in, in Mexico or you're in Puerto Rico and you're doing, you're writing books, you're doing all this shit. But you know, I've I've I only had uh, one who's a good friend of mine growing up. We chopped it up, but um, nobody's it, it's uh bold enough to do it so you know you know english is just you know I, i've been grateful that people just hit me up and just That's do it, awesome. right? you know so like i said you know those are here welcome we'll do it we we'll chop it up in, in spanish and and you know write some shit down and then we'll see where we'll we go, go from, from there. there yeah it won't be as long <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess there's just so much more comfortability in speaking mm -hmm. English. You know what I mean? It's it's what I was educated in. It's not anything other than that. I spoke Spanish at home, but uh, you know, like my Spanish kind of remained at that. It's like my Spanish is still that like eight year old. That you know what I mean? That, yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it just Basic, sound like a needy yeah. little like survivalist trying to like get your way around <laughs> in another country. It's basically all I sound like. And I'm, you know, I've accepted that part. You know what I mean? That took forever for me because I used to think I was fluent in Spanish like crazy. And then, like, <laughs> uh, until I heard, I heard, uh, I have a Dominican friend, a, a comedian. And I was like, I know, I can't keep up with you. I didn't even know what you said. Like, and I, well, I and to your defense, <laughs> like, Dominican, Dominican, uh, they talk super fucking fast, super fucking fast. So, yeah. you know, it's funny to hear him speak in English to go to that because in English, he's like me, you know, real calm, real, real slow pace. When he tells his jokes, he like takes his time. Mm -hmm. And then he's talking to his wife and I'm like, did who hit fast forward on this dude like crazy? There's like a times 20 on this guy. Yeah. It sounded like a blur. And that's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was, even because in Mexico, the Spanish isn't that fast. Even Puerto Ricans are still faster than ours. I'm like, man, like chill out nah, <laughs> you sound angry yeah no dominicans are because yeah. my, my my dad i'm half dominican too and, and yeah. uh when i speak with my my uh my father's family uh it, it's you know i gotta you know no offense but i need you to take it more slower i need, <laughs> I need a process yeah because uh, it's fast and there's a lot a lot of noise effects oh oh, la vaina. oh, oh, oh. yeah uh, uh where are you where are you located now uh new jersey New Jersey. New Jersey. 
as far as yeah. her, right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I've been, I've been. Uh, I did uh, I did some time out in the the D.C., Jersey, New York area for a little while last year. Uh, always that they were so well receiving of my material too. Like they laughed at everything I said, and then I come back here and like I'll try some of that similar material, the growing that I did. And that's like, the what, thing. That, what are you talking about? <laughs> home, home hits you hard. Home, yeah. Home is different. Home is different, but that's how you know. Yeah. You need more you need more work on your craft Always. because once you return home and you start killing it that's that's different. it that's that's, that's different. how you know you you're another level yeah yeah things have changed these past couple of years where it's been nice to where like you know everywhere i go i'm you know well received i'm i'm starting to get people like oh let me follow you let me buy a shirt let me buy you know what i mean let me like that is the coolest thing. Like I'm, you know, even like the small towns, like those have been the funnest ones to me where you're like in the small town, almost in between States. You're like, I don't even know what state this is. <laughs> like here we are performing. And like the place is always huge. They don't have anything else going on in this town. So you better be good. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you turned off country music for this and uh, <laughs> we need to, we need to be as entertaining or, or not better. And Let's kill it. And, you know, it works. And that, like, getting their attention, uh, that and, like, uh, I've done comedy, like, at a nightclub. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, like a they, they don't want to do anything but listen to, like, hip-hop, listen to the DJ, mm-hmm. to do some beats and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah. coming up next, this is comedian. And you can already tell they're angry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you can already tell they're angry. So, like, I uh, I actually do really well in those types of situations because I'm like, man, y'all look pissed, man. I don't have any beats or anything like that, but I can get a hype man if anybody wants to come up. And like sometimes I even do. Somebody would be like, oh, no, just sit right there and just, you know, just say yeah every time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. I always do something to get the, the audience involved. And, uh, you know, that 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 always, always, always has fun. Some There's been some shows where I've said like eight things and then like the crowd would be so involved in what I was talking about. Uh, I They're helping me write the joke as we go. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's crowd work. Let's do it. Like. It's so much fun. Um, in Austin last year, I did a lot of uh, hip hop events, like uh, like festivals, and they had me like MC a couple of the shows and stuff like that. And I was like, "This is insane! Like, <laughs> you guys party differently than we do in comedy. That's for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of us are going to bed by nine. Like, <laughs> you just now started looking for hoes. I'm like." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's but that's fun, good. Man. That's good. You put in you putting yourself out there. That's the most yeah. important part. Yeah. And don't 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 limit yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think you've been pretty big on that kind of thing yourself too. Like I can I can see that, you know. Don't limit yourself at all. No. You can bring your craft to anything. And that's what I like about comedy, is that comedy lives everywhere. You know what I mean? Comedy is in your movies. That's already a big one, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's obviously stand up. We uh, we can make a few people laugh on this podcast episode alone. Uh, music could be comedy, poetry. You get it. Like there's you know there's jokes. You you getting told jokes like kindergarten. You know what I mean? Like from the very beginning of your life. Like comedy was always there. Uh, to to hear that sometimes people say, "Oh, stand up," you know, can be kind of a it's a dying art for certain things because 
you know, the, sometimes the system will let things crash and burn. And I go, that's going to happen for the bad ones. That's going to happen mm-hmm. for bad comedy. Uh, for the ones surviving, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, make sure you just keep learning and keep adapting as you go and put yourself everywhere, just like comedy does, man. Mm-hmm. If you can perform for kids and then go do a rap concert the next day, <laughs> <laughs> you're killing it. You know what I mean? Uh, I have a, uh, I put together a, uh, an, so there's an orphanage in town here in San Antonio called the St. PJ's uh, Children's Home. Uh, I put together a toy drive and fundraiser. It's going to be happening December 11th uh, at oh. Upstage Comedy Lounge. And uh, a lot of the times, you know, and since I started marketing this and started putting this out and asking like, hey, you know, looking for some support. First thing that I got was all these comics like, hey, man, I'd love to do the show. And I was like, you understand kids will be there, right? Oh, well, I can help uh, clean up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man. Like, you know, I, you know, I get it. Like, it's difficult for some people to think about, like, right, you know, from going from clean to dirty, to be versatile, to be, to be challenging that. And even me, like, 100, percent I, you know, haven't always been uh, clean. It wasn't until recently, like, you know, writing more about myself, and you know, this last year is always, you know, it just happened to to be clean. It just happened to be that way. I already don't curse that much. I didn't want to curse a lot on stage. So one of the things I did was just stop cursing off stage. I think because I wanted to transfer that to my stage. That's how it, that's how it works, basically. Uh, don't stop doing the art. Don't turn it off. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. People people will say, like, I need to turn it off every now and then so I can kind of rest the brain. I'm like, well, why is it stressing you out so much? You need to get to a point where being on all the time isn't stressful. Work on that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's like another thing. You know what I mean? And that... Oof, well, the, that and that alone has to be defined because if you're happy, yeah, generally happy and enjoying what you're doing, why would you turn it off? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's um, listen, uh, if it's good and it makes you happy, you gotta treat that bad boy like a job, like a oh, nine to five, because yeah. you don't oh, want to yeah. overdo it, but you don't want to underdo it either. That's right. Absolutely right. You know, I, I I love that. I, I don't get me wrong. I like my moments where I'm at home and it's just some light music on. And you know, you, one of my favorite things to do in the world is turn the AC low, 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 <laughs> right? And you get that 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 ugly ass blanket that feels amazing. You know what I'm talking about too. That blanket, <laughs> that blanket was made in the '80s. You just throw it over you, and you're just like, man. You can only find that blanket at flea markets too. <laughs> Those are like one of my favorite moments. But even then, I'm not turning it off because I'm still thinking about jokes. I'm thinking about writing about this blanket. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, man. Like, these are the things that we need to do. Like, every day, even if it came to music, if I was a, if I was a musician of some sort and I was writing lyrics, it would be the same thing. I want to write about my story. You can turn it, you know, you can make it poetic and, and it's kind of like, you know, transitional and it turns into sounding like something else. It's always going to be up to the audience, right? Mm-hmm. With comedy, that's not that you don't have that option sometimes, <laughs> and uh, I think that but that's how I would do it. I would I, I would do anything that it was that I was doing, whatever it was that I was in love with. It, just like I am with comedy, if it was just my brain was wired in a different way, I would still make sure I was telling my story. Oh, that's important. Yeah, and that, that's always that, big. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Hell, isn't that what this podcast is about? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's, it's, uh, you're, 
you're documenting every time you 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 attend one of these podcasts or shows yeah you're, you're able to talk about your story your documentary your 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 beginning your middle yeah. your and your story so so that people know how, how that it, it didn't take you it, it didn't happen overnight you had to work for this shit yeah yeah and, and i'm gonna tell you like i tell every fucking guest off the <laughs> cameras right I, respect yeah. respect yourself Respect yeah. the craft, respect the people around you, because now everybody has to hustle or the passion like you have. You've been doing this five, five years. That yeah. lets me and the listeners and viewers know that this is this is not a type of there's, there's no uh, plan B for this shit. It's only no. A, and, and yeah. you're gonna succeed. So, um, Victor's been an honor talking to you. We got to do this again. Uh, before Absolutely. we go, tell the people where they can find you at. All right, you can find me uh, at Vic Mendoza Comedy. So V I C M E N D O Z A Comedy. Uh, that's going to be for Facebook. That's Instagram and TikTok. Uh, YouTube, it's still just Victor Mendoza Comedy. If you want to find me there doing shorts, that's all that's on there right now is the shorts. Until the rest is up, it's up, but you will see it. Um, then from there on my any of my social medias you can go to any the the link there's that's my website it's got my calendar up there for upcoming shows and tickets i got you know coming up at least for the next few i got the 15th the 20th the 22nd the 25th and the 28th for the rest of the month right there and then right then i'm already shotting off I'm, i'm booked all the way up to february coming up uh you know, still plenty of room for more. And, and, and if I'm going to be hitting you soon, you know what I mean? That means that means you heard me. And that means that there's people in that area that want to hear me because I'm coming. It doesn't matter where you are when you're listening. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. There you go, guys. Go support him. Go, go follow him. Go subscribe. Um, yeah. And then hit him up. If you if yeah. you want him on your show, hit him up. Don't be afraid. And uh, go support uh, a new Absolutely. brand talent. Uh, have a good night, Go support guys. the I'm local out. comedy in your scene. Well, yes. Have a good one. Have a good night, guys. I'm out.